The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined, as always, by Raj Geary. Tonight, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for February 20th, 2017. Mr. Matt Morgan can't make it tonight. He will be back with us next Monday on the podcast. And uh, tonight monumental raw the fallout from the Kevin uh Kevin and Chris breakup that we saw last week uh seeing some uh, interesting action on the Bailey Charlotte front we had an interview with Brock Lesnar whole lot of stuff happened tonight felt like a pretty eventful raw not a lot of filler uh some major story beats in the build-up to Fastlane Raj I know we're coming off an amazing show last week but what were your thoughts about tonight's Monday Night Raw I thought it was really good I was shocked like that uh, Ron Strowman match was Way better than I would have ever expected. Though, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought Braun looked awesome. Uh, they did a great job just getting him over. I mean, they've done such a good job with him that, uh, that yeah, I mean, he he feels like a, a real uh, top, you know, like he's getting to that top guy level on Raw. So uh, it was great stuff. It's a good Which show. Amazing because, you know, a year ago he was a Wyatt. They wouldn't even let, they wouldn't even let him show his face. Like, you wear the mask. That's what well, we think of you. Yeah, but it was probably all for the best because he was super green last year. Yeah. No, he's definitely uh, making the most for what he has, and I think that match with uh, the Big Show definitely uh, further established Braun Strowman's credibility. So that being said, let's go uh, and run down what happened tonight. It seemed like the crowd was pretty pumped. Now, part of the reason for this is that The Rock was in attendance, correct? Wrestling Inc. had the story that they're filming part of the Page uh, biopic uh, movie. They're filming a match night after Raw, so The Rock came out, warmed up the crowd, and I guess Vince McMahon walked him off? Yeah, yeah, he did a little comedy. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're, uh, man, they're moving fast on this movie. It was like oh, announced yeah. like two weeks ago, and they've already, you know, got the cast, and they're filming. I'm waiting for them to say, like, you know, it, it came out two weeks ago, you know, just yeah. with how fast they're moving. But, um, but yeah, the, the Rock was there. Uh, they obviously they didn't use him on camera, um, but yeah, yeah, the the paid movie's coming along. 
which speaks to something i think with all the storylines they have going on right now and perhaps the confidence that wwe creative has in what they're doing because i think in a lesser time they absolutely would have been like hey man can you just come out and do a little thing on tv you know give us a little boost give us a little bump here yeah and then i'm kind of surprised that they didn't do anything like even yeah. just something backstage um but you know maybe that might have been his request like but, yeah. but he did do stuff for the live crowd before. So I don't know. I think they should. Be, I'm surprised they didn't do anything. So we started with a great recap of the show showing the entire uh, Chris and Kevin breakup that happened on last week's Monday Night Raw. And man, I don't know about you, but for me, just sort of resetting that really set the bar high. And if I if I were to nitpick, and a lot of people accuse me of nitpicking in these recaps, but if I were to say one thing, I thought Kevin Owens came out after that recap um you know both him and chris's friendship of uh, the breakup with kevin turning on chris last week on raw during the festival friendship um they set the bar so high with that that i don't know about you but i was just i, I thought owens did a great career defining promo one of the best he's ever done shifting the focus to goldberg but at the same time i was a little bummed that we didn't see jericho and we didn't see that situation direct uh, uh directly addressed from kevin's perspective yeah i think it's too soon to do it um yeah because you do got Goldberg coming up first. So, you know, save that promo for after Fastlane. Um, so I, I thought it was good the way they, they, they did it. And, you know, uh, Jericho, he shouldn't have been on TV tonight. He really should be selling that beating. So I, I, I like the way that, that, that it played out. It keeps you kind of hooked. Yeah, he hasn't been doing the live events. And is it correct that he's been <laughs> off social media as well for the past week? Uh, no, he, he, he's been posting some stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, no, I think it's a good idea to keep it building, but at the same time, I mean, that's, I, I just want to see what happens next with that. I think, and if ever there was a way to set up a feud, that, that was it last week. And I feel like uh, Kevin Owens just came across as a bigger star tonight. I oh, feel yeah. like that, that, that angle really worked. I think now him not having Jericho helps him uh, because it makes him seem more serious and more yeah. of a real threat. So and at the beginning, genuine heat from the crowd. I don't think we've heard this in a long time. He's been more sort of an anti-hero, but now Kevin Owens is a legitimate heel. Right, yeah. He's no, no longer entertaining, uh, you know, with his jokes and stuff like that and being Jericho's, uh, you know, the straight man. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a turn for the better. It's just unfortunate he's likely to lose the championship in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean you know issues with that with uh part-timers coming in but hey it's wrestlemania season so these things do happen um so we went from that promo in uh setting things up for goldberg versus kevin owens at fast lane into a number one contenders match for cesaro and sheamus versus enzo and Cass. a lot of people on twitter were saying they felt like this was the start of uh, an enzo Cass a bit of a heel turn in this match do you agree uh no i didn't see that yeah um it was almost uh, someone's asking if I have a cold. Yes, I do have a cold. I've been fighting it off. But um, it, this was almost like a, a handicap match. Like, you know, <laughs> big cast did most of the work. Enzo didn't do too much. I mean, they make him, you know, they make him look kind of like a joke when, you know, he's cutting his little promo and they just gets bro kicked in the face. <laughs> and uh, the fans are chanting, thank you, Seamus. So it shows how far uh, they've kind of fallen, how far Enzo has fallen since last summer. Yeah, it does seem it did seem a little different. I mean, they clearly had a good portion of the crowd on their side. I loved Enzo involving that uh, sign in the audience. I thought that was really nicely done at the start of the match. But look, man, I mean, I said this on Twitter, and they've had the same formula now. I mean, 
since forever ago in NXT. Enzo gets the crap kicked out of him. They do the hot tag. Cass comes in, cleans it up. It's all about what they do before the match and after the match. That's yeah, but with point. this, he gets punked after the match. And, and, and That was shocking. Yeah, made to look kind of like a joke. So, Hey, man, who's going to do those KFC ads? If they diminish their credibility. You know, yeah. What, what else do we have? Um, but that being said, Enzo and Cass, number one contenders for the belt. They're going to go for it at Fastlane. Do you think they get it off Gallows and Anderson? I don't think so. I don't think they, they make that switch yet. I could see them doing it if only for the reason that having them go in as the the tag team champs at WrestleMania would make it an even bigger moment. Whereas Gals and Anderson being the champs at WrestleMania will get a reaction, but not nearly the one Enzo and Cass would. It'll get a reaction, but it's clear they have no faith in Enzo. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if they'll go with them uh, as champs for just for that reason. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, definitely, I think we'll have a sense in the, the coming weeks where things are going. But yeah, I mean, it was largely a match where uh, Enzo just took the beating, Cass did the work, you know, yeah. they are the number one contender. Now. Um, so with that, we saw Owens backstage setting up with Mick Foley, informing him there's going to be fighting Sami Zayn, signing what to come with uh, Owens making the threat about Sami being on the injured list. And after that, Raj, I tweeted at you. I don't know if you were paying attention, but man, wasn't that worth all that changing of the ropes and all that buildup to have that abrupt match between Akira Tozawa and Brian Kendrick? Yeah. That lasted all of, what, 60 seconds? Those long spaces between matches for the getting the Cruiserweight stuff set up is just kind of kind of a, a buzzkill, you know, like you just get by the time a, another match is on, it's been like 15 minutes. So well, you know, again, we'll, it's a broken record, but I wish they'd get rid of those. Well, we'll talk about it, you know, later when we, when we get to the Jack Gallagher um, segment with Neville, but that was a great example where, I mean, the crowd that was there and stayed for it was really into it, but you could tell a lot of people were bathroom breaking because of that whole rigmarole of changing the ropes and setting up for it. Yeah, uh, which is unfortunate because I thought that was a fantastic segment and uh, was great to build interest in the cruiserweights. I just think that the audience being there and into it would have made it worth so much more. Um, so after that, this this was weird. I know last week we talked about all of the problems with doing a handicap match of Roman Reigns versus Gallows and Anderson. I understand in this this is literally a case of we have two entities that we have nothing else going on this week for them to to do in the ring. But I don't know. Last week, I thought it worked as a one-off. Tonight, and with the DQ and everything, I mean, I don't know. The match was okay, but why? What's what's the point of this? Yeah, yeah. That it, it was kind of just, they had no other ideas. So they pretty much did the same thing as last week. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have Roman just destroy those guys like that, you might as well just have him pin them. So, uh, well. He's destroying them because they're going to make it believable that Enzo and Cass can beat Gallows and Anderson. They're like, well, if one Samoan can do it, then, you know, clearly these two guys can. No, I think they're, <laughs> it's a little different with Roman. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, but yeah, I mean, th this is probably the thing that felt most like filler tonight. Because uh, all in all, this, this was a very solid show. And this was a better match than most filler matches. I mean, we didn't see Titus or Bo Dallas or Curtis Axel this week. So I think, uh, you know, that's saying something if this was perhaps the weakest match tonight on the show um went from that to the new day versus rusev and jinder mahal uh so what did you think of this in the setup i mean the comedy of it and then the match itself i like biggie's uh line about lana and the russian hacking I thought yeah, that was, that was pretty good tough. uh it's it, 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 it's silly stuff you know with the the ice cream and 
Lana having the plans and just get scared with the trombone. Um, <laughs> but it, it it wasn't worse than stuff they've other stuff they've done. But it was not the old day. That's yeah, sure. yeah. But I'm just I'm just sad to see where Rusev is right now. Handsome you know. Rusev. Yeah, I wish I wish it, you know there's so much they could do with them. They need top heels and and you know yet there he is with pairing with Jinder Mahal. Hey, you know, I thought this this worked pretty well. I mean, it was a serviceable match. The comedy was good. Uh, it was announced today. I'm sure everyone saw on Wrestling Inc. that the New Day will be the hosts of WrestleMania. Did you get any sense of what that will entail with their hosting duties? Are they going to be emceeing or doing segments? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm sure it'll be just like when Hogan hosted last year, which is you do one opening segment and then a few backstage segments, usually what that that entails. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's weird uh, to have active stars just, uh, yeah, being a host. I don't know. It's kind of an odd thing. I, I think the tags, I mean, the tag teams, I think, are going to be what gets short, short end of the stick at WrestleMania. I think, especially if they're going to try and put a cruiserweight match in there as well. It seems like with the women, we've been hearing about um some uh former talents in the female division coming back for a smackdown women's match we know what's going to be the raw women's match it looks like uh we were counting it up before what i mean like 10 matches that we know of so far and that was not taking into account the tag teams yeah i mean we'll have to see about contacting the former women because you know uh, automatically like trish stratus comes to mind but she just had her second baby yeah um you know lita's getting up there in years um no, I think it was like Kelly Kelly and uh Kelly 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 was backstage at Raw last week. So yeah. I think it was her and one other one talking about them teaming with Mickey James to take on three of the current SmackDown women. Yeah. Three on three match. Um, which is a nice idea, a nice way to incorporate them. But the tag teams, I mean, I don't know what they have. I think it, you know, it probably limited the kickoff show and probably yeah. the raw tag teams. I think SmackDown, unless unless maybe they do a mixed match between brands. Yeah, I mean, really, the only spot for the New Day was the Andre the Giant Battle Royal this year anyway. So mm-hmm. this is probably a higher profile gig for him. So and, you know, it'll get the crowd going. Uh, you know, they're they're over as hell, you know, even oh, yeah. though I, I, you know, sometimes their comedy drives me nuts now. Uh, the <laughs> crowd loves them. So and that's the thing. I mean, the most over part of anything they do at WrestleMania is obviously going to be their entrance. So why not give them the entrance Put oh, them I, in I, I bet the ice cream will probably we'll see we'll see it at mania oh yeah i'm sure ice cream trucks you know yeah yeah something like that coming out they'll do something with it but no i thought this match was okay tonight i mean it, it was not bad which is saying something because a lot of the new day matches in the comedy i mean look I, I i'll watch them go against rusev and jinder any day of the week over you know some match involving titus I actually thought the match with Bo Dallas last week was kind of a pleasant surprise. You know, um, New Day, they can go. They're, yeah. oh, they're, good. they're really good in the ring. I, I I personally think it's time for Big E to get a singles push because I think uh, they, they, New Day is just kind of stagnant. I think you could really do something with Big E. I think he's got a you know real superstar potential. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But I don't know. I think uh, they're pretty happy with New Day as is, it seems. Uh, enjoyed. Now, confirm this. That wasn't fake. Um Xavier Woods legit tore apart an iPad at the end of that segment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. alone. That, that was $600. Uh, ho- hopefully, it, hopefully it was like a Kindle or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. Um, no, I liked the segment. Thought it was funny. Thought it worked really well. Was what it was. And it was not bad. Um, and the wrestling was okay. Yeah. You know, that's good. Can't go wrong yeah, was, with that. It was fine. 
um so after that we had the tribute to uh georgie animal steel who passed away this past thursday at the age of 79. i thought really well done really well done so much do you think they have a lot of this stuff prepared what do you mean okay newspapers you've heard you, i'm sure everyone watching our show has heard newspapers and things like time magazine time magazine has obituaries for every notable person over the age of 60 ready to go in a moment's notice and they just update a few details and that way when the person passes away bam they've got it out there uh, i mean it's clear i mean you know those interviews that they used you know some of those are years and years old oh, yeah and so, yeah, I mean, they have Kevin Hart there. What are the odds of them asking him about George <laughs> Animal Steel? But uh, so, yeah, I think they they probably just ask a ton of stuff that they archive and and can use it whenever you know whenever. Oh yeah, I'm sure. In fact, they probably have interns logging every interview they done they do with right. stuff like the David Arquette bit, so they can just search a yeah. database of when people's names come up pull the tape and put it together. But no, I thought that was very, very well done. Um, and just amazing. They were, they were able to, you know, have something so extensive ready to go within four days. That was a very, very nice tribute. Yeah. I, I, I can see why they didn't want to do two, um, you know, two of these on the same show and do a video package for Ivan Koloff too. Although, you know, Ivan Koloff was, you know, ended Bruno San Martino's title run. He's former yeah. WWF champion. So, um, so yeah, it, uh, they, they did a little quick screen of Ivan Koloff, but that, that was about it. Well, and then in conjunction with that, them announcing, uh, officially what we've been talking about for weeks with DDP going into the hall of fame, doing the black history month segment. Yeah. I think they, someone in production probably thought, you know, three video packages in an evening is, is already pushing it with the major recaps and matches that they had going on throughout the rest of the show. But yeah, amazing. Uh, just the amount of talent that's passed away. In the last yeah. Season. Ivan Koloff was one of the, the people also involved with the concussion lawsuit. Oh, so hmm. I don't know if that would be very petty. If that was the reason they didn't do a video package for him. I, I hope it's not. I, maybe they just felt like the George animal was a bigger name and uh, that's why they did him. So, but Cut yeah, we Chavo Senior also Nicole Bass. Uh, Nicole Bass passed away, so it's uh, yeah, be Jimmy Snuka, you know, like a month ago. So it's been a it's been a, a sad period. Definitely, and I think I mean we're seeing it now. I part of part of us, part of our generation getting older, right? Is that that the previous generations that we grew up watching now, unfortunately, are entering that age group and entering that period. So I mean, it's kind of I think that's what hits a lot of wrestling fans realizing that oh people i enjoyed watching as kids are now passing away right Time marches forward yeah <laughs> i remember you know macho man and and roddy piper like it really was just like whoa you know these yeah. guys and they weren't old so mm -hmm. just uh yeah it's just weird it's sad. No, definitely uh well on a much kinder note we came out of that with what i thought was what it would have stolen the show any other night but jack gallagher and Neville uh, contract signing over tea and biscuits, the crowd chanting tea and biscuits, perhaps the first WWE contract signing over tea and something that really said to me, just, man, this, this shows the weakness of putting the cruiserweights in the current environment. I feel like a segment like this and the match they're going to put on fast lane. That's something that would blow the roof off full sail, but in an arena, especially with that setup time, yeah, it's such a disadvantage. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be, pretty quiet for that match mm -hmm. but i think it'll be i think it'll be really good um but yeah it, it's just 
they need to they need to make some tweaks to that cruiserweight division because they have a lot of talent and it just uh it's not living up to their potential with what they can do with with the way they're handling it yeah and i mean i wonder if we'll have to ask matt about this next week but i wonder from the cruiserweights point of view if they're backstage going like hey guys can, can we kill it with the purple rope thing like I gotta go I, out there. I, I'm I'm sure yeah. none of them would say a word. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, What's no, that? hardly anyone does anyway. I mean, everyone walks on, uh, you know, walks on eggshells backstage. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I thought the segment was fantastic. Really built up the match very well, and I'm looking forward to see them wrestle at Fastlane. And yeah. Tea and biscuits chant. It actually happened. Tea right? and biscuits. <laughs> Monday Night Raw, uh, which shows that the people that that stayed cared, and I think that's that's the important thing that we can get out of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thought that was very very well done. After that, Nia Jax versus Sarah Pierce. I'm assuming that was local enhancement talent. Um, did do anything for you, Raj? No. No, that was uh, it. Was what it was. I had the same thing with Sarah Pierce. I was like, what's her story? Can we talk to her a bit more? <laughs> like, how come yeah. she's not on this show? Like, she seemed really interesting and dynamic. Whereas with Naya, same thing every week. Yeah. Um, so it's really, so it's, so everything you're seeing, everything you're hearing is saying it's leading up to a four-way match at WrestleMania, Sasha, Naya, Charlotte, and Bailey. That's what it's looking like, yeah. I mean, there's nothing that's really teasing that anything's changed on that front. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, you've already done Bailey and Charlotte twice, you know, on, yeah. on pay-per-view. So it doesn't make sense to do that match again. Charlotte versus Sasha, you've done it so many times. So, and you don't want to do Charlotte versus Nia Jax. So, I mean, that makes the most sense. Well, speaking of Bailey versus Charlotte, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, I want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this episode, which is DDP Yoga. You saw it tonight, DDP going into the Hall of Fame. It's official. And DDP Yoga has changed countless lives. You've seen Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, Mick Foley, Gold Dust. These guys have turned their health around. They've turned their life around thanks to DDP Yoga. If you've been thinking about checking it out, we've got a deal for you. If you go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc, you can get 25% off the DDP Yoga Now app, or you can get 25% off the DDPY DVDs, plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Even a better deal if you want to partner up with an accountability buddy, you can buy a Max or Combo Pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. This app's fantastic. There's weekly motivational messages from Diamond Dallas Page himself, awesome cooking lessons that teach you how to make healthy food taste amazing, and of course, all those great DDPY workouts just so much variety. You're never going to get tired of doing the same ones because there's always going to be more to choose from. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling Inc. to take advantage of these offers. Man, February is almost done. I keep talking about this. If you heard me talking about it in January, a month has passed. Take control of your life. Take control of your health with DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling Inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast and congratulations to Diamond Dallas Page. It's official part of the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, this is one of those where um, just for all the good he's done outside the ring, like it just feels like it, you just really feel happy for him, you know, oh, that yeah. uh, that the, the difference he's made in, you know, Jake Roberts and uh, other people's lives. And uh, so even if. Yeah, and and he does deserve regardless, you know, even with without that. But I think that just make you know puts it over the top. He needs a show. 
he was the star of the Jake the Snake movie. He was the star of the Scott Hall documentary. And this is better than the WWE Network people. He needs a show at least on TLC or Discovery or one of those Nat Geo networks where it's just Diamond Dallas Page going around and changing lives. I mean, if you see what he did for, uh, for Jake, it's amazing. And yeah, absolutely. He's done so much good. And all the time, I don't know if you see this, Raj, but I see on Reddit, I see on Twitter, I see guys, wrestling fans that are saying, you know what, other exercise wasn't for me. I felt it was too intimidating at first, too high of a barrier to entry. But you know what? I tried DDP yoga. It worked for me. I started slow. I built up. I lost a ton of weight and turned my life around. It's yeah. really amazing just to hear these success stories. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the proof's out there. I mean, you see Jericho. <laughs> Uh, yeah. who, who credits he he's he says he wouldn't even be wrestling right now if it weren't for it. Yeah, yeah, man. And look at Gold Dust. Look at Gold Dust in uh TNA versus Gold Dust today and tell yeah. me it doesn't make a difference. Um speaking of which, uh Dustin Reynolds is uh selling uh his uh black rain suit on eBay. I don't know if you saw that. Now, how much is that going for right now? I would assume that's probably the lowest price probably the least competition of all his outfits if i follow him on facebook and i saw he's selling a bunch of stuff on ebay i thought that was interesting i think his his uh comment was something like please somebody help me get rid of this that was like the emma thing right with black rain where they had built up his debut and then he finally showed up and was like i'm not doing this yeah yeah it was, i think uh, he used it one time short-lived uh, certainly a low point in his physical fitness probably considers it a low point in his career. Uh, man, I, I hope, I don't know if you think about this. I hope we get an amazing gold dust documentary sometime in the next couple of years. He's, he's had an interesting life. Yeah. I remember when I, I remember I interviewed him and I was only supposed to, you know, I, I set out an hour to do it and we went way over that. He just, there's just so much stuff, you know, that he's, he's been and that he's done. So, yeah, yeah absolutely crazy. absolutely but you know we digress let's get back to what happened tonight someone's between... pointing out that it was his wcw gig it was his gimmick that they nixed the first time he came on tv it was the seven oh seven seven that's right right um but yeah black rain not <laughs> not not well regarded probably yeah. because of uh where he was at in his life at the time i believe uh that in his chronicle of things was near what he dubbed rock bottom um yeah so anyhow uh, Raw Women's Champion Bailey, what did you think of this? I was actually getting really angry when Stephanie McMahon came out, and they actually made it seem like she was going to jack Bailey's title over <laughs> rules they never enforced in the WWE. Yeah, it was kind of dumb, but it gave Bailey that you know it, it, it helped her out. I thought in standing up to Steph, and the, that the hell no got a big pop. They, Hulk Hogan did that same promo. I don't know if you remember when oh, the million yeah, dollar man was trying to, yeah, when he was trying to buy the belt and Hogan was acting like he was going to do it. And he went, hell no. Yeah. Oh. The, the payoff was good, but they just, it went on so long that it was just like, oh my God, this is how they're going to do the Daniel Bryan thing and give her a bigger win at Mania by making it not count. So I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad that they said, you know what? This was a fire with fire situation. And it's yeah. all good. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought, I thought it, it's, it did good for Bailey because I think, you know, I thought she was getting kind of hurt there by the booking for a little bit and it's, mm -hmm. it's coming back. So, so I like that. And then, uh, we went from that to Bailey on commentary. Uh, there was a face off with Charlotte and Sasha. I did enjoy Charlotte threatening to, uh, cripple Sasha and make it so she never walks again. I thought that was <laughs> kind of nice. You know, yeah. let's take it to that level. I'm going to yeah. permanently injure you and put you in a wheelchair. 
Um, but yeah. we went to that match, or as they put it, rekindling the classic rivalry that what what's that been dead for like a month? Yeah, have they have they wrestled this year yet? I'm sure they uh, have, but it feels like it's every week. But I'm sure they've taken a little break. Yeah. So I don't think Charlotte ever has ever beat Sasha on Raw. Huh. Or, or at least not in a uh, not a singles match. Well, that would make sense, right? I mean, given the way they book Charlotte at Raw versus pay-per-views, I think that would certainly keep that going. Um, that being said, thought the match was good tonight. Yeah, I mean, these guys, yeah, Charlotte and Sasha, they can go. And so, yeah, another great match between them. Or no, good abs- match, I wouldn't say great. but good. Yeah, not one of their very best, but it was it was good. It was solid. And I think that... It, it was a good showcase for Charlotte, I think, to have her get her mojo back, get on point with it, and build her up a little more for Fastlane. Interesting that we had that tonight, and one of the women from the, the interference last week did not make an appearance. It's like, okay, Dana, you had your TV time for 2017. Go sit in the back. Yeah. Uh, no Emma was, again tonight. Yeah. God, we're in a post-Emmalina era. Yeah. What will what will life be like going forward? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to start teasing it soon. If next week we just get the return of Emma coming soon, just have, just have her wrestle, or just yeah. have her go to SmackDown. Seriously, although SmackDown right now we have three women's storylines going on. I mean, All right? They could have a fourth with her and Carmella, Emma and Carmella. That would there be you go. that would be uh, pretty good. But no, I thought Charlotte was great tonight. Uh, I thought it was good. So that's Char- I thought Charlotte tonight, it played well towards her mic skills. I know, you know, I got some uh, flack for criticizing her promo skills, but I think that the problem is they've tossed her out there a lot to do these solo promos in front of sometimes not the best crowds. And you could tell she's a little thrown by it. I thought when she gets to come in and play off someone else, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like she's 10 times better when she has someone to, to play off of and give her a little bit more heat. Yeah, I, well, I think she's just a lot more comfortable now. You know, I think part of it, too, is I, I wonder if Rick being there, you know, uh, also made her more nervous because she seems like she's gotten better since Rick left. It could just be, you know, growing as a performer. Yeah. But uh, I, I think her promos are really good. I think she's the best uh, female in the company on promos. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. I, I would really have to give some thought as to who's the best because I feel that – in recent weeks, it fluctuates. I mean, I know people are going to be like, oh, you know, I'm a Becky Mark or whatever. But I would say Alexa Bliss. I think Alexa some weeks. Yeah, Alexa's really good. She's got yeah. the poison and everything. But I don't think she she cuts like a main event promo like like Charlotte does, like a, like a big match promo. Mm, She's good at that, you know, cocky, uh, arrogant uh, character, but not in, not in like the, uh, the, you know, like a main event heel. That being said, She's getting not- there. I think Alexa's awesome. I thought Bailey tonight was really good with all that. I thought she handled that well. The hell no at the end was great. Um, I think for her, this is some of the best work she's done on the mic since she's been on the main roster. Um, so we went from that to the buildup with uh, Sami Zayn for his match. And of course, Sami Zayn comes out to face Kevin Owens. And wouldn't you know it, Samoa Joe runs in, attacks Sami Zayn. Sammy insists that the match must go on. And Sammy had a good promo before that. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. I mean, a a lot of us on Twitter that were talking about it were were actually really looking forward to this match happening. I think everyone assumed Samoa Joe was going to interfere at some point. Right. Which is kind of a bummer that it had. I mean, it took took the wind out of our sails, right? There was some momentum. I think it could have very easily happened at the end of the match and been uh, just as effective. This this made it different. I mean, we've seen that. 
Sammy and Kevin wrestle so many times. That, That's uh, a while though. Yeah, nah, it, it was it wasn't that long ago. They they just wrestled like a month ago on Raw, or like a month and a half ago. But yeah, uh, I, I was fine with this. I, I thought it was you know made Joe look like a monster. I wonder if they are going to do that stable with uh, Kevin Owens and and Samoa Joe. Seems like that's what they're heading towards. Kevin Owens, even he even had a line where he said something like, uh, uh, at the beginning, he said something like, no one plays the game better than I do or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that was a little nod. So uh, Sammy insisted the match must go on, and then uh, Kevin just demolished him further. The ref stopped. Yeah, he was just destroyed. (laughs) But, you know, it should have been. I, I think Owens needed something hot this week after, you know, the big... Uh, turn last week where you know turning on Jericho so uh, I thought this this worked well for both made Joe look look tough and and Owens you know it kept giving him that that momentum yeah um so you think Sammy versus uh versus Samoa Joe for Fastlane yeah didn't they they announced it didn't they did they or maybe not let's take a look at the card here Fastlane well, saying that, I want to let our audience know because I found out today that WWE Payback, the first uh, Raw pay-per-view after WrestleMania, is going to be April 30th in San Jose, California. Tickets go on sale this Friday. And I'm debating. I'm debating whether I want to go to that because it's a Raw pay-per-view. And, uh, man, the pay-per-view ticket prices. Something else. Not a house show. I'll just say that much. Um, so let's see. The card. Yeah, the pre-sale starts tomorrow for that. Cool, cool. So Kevin Owens versus Goldberg, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman, Neville versus Gentleman Jack Gallagher, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Enzo and Cass, and Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. So they have not announced it. They have not announced it. But but it's clear that's where they're going. Yeah. And uh, I think that'll be a great match. But as you pointed out, don't get my hopes up too much because Samoa Joe is going to destroy Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm playing the long game with my Sami Zayn fandom. Just like it's gonna happen, hey. he's gonna get you know, right now. Okay, so exclude tag teams, exclude everything else. What single male faces do they even have right now that are, that are traditional faces in the company? Well, I mean, are you talking about just raw or I'm just raw? Um, Seth Rollins, but yeah. you know, he's kind of out of commission right now, yes, but yeah, that's it. I'm that's uh, that's uh, that's about it. Yeah, Goldberg, yeah, part timer though um bless you so yeah i think that's the thing with sammy is i think they can do they're the only one he could do that they can do that story with right now and really yeah i mean it's clear they don't see him at the you know that i mean there's the same thing with daniel bryan then yeah. they didn't see him there so uh he was booked to not be uh, come across as a top star but he got there anyway so yeah always puts on a great match and uh i think that you know, we need people to root for week in and week out. That's that's how I'm starting to look at it. Where it's just like there are people you love to hate, but yeah, there's not a lot of traditional faces. I mean, on the roster by and large right now, it's kind of maybe indicative of the era that we're in. They just, uh, yeah, they haven't been able to push many top, you know, many young guys to that top level. For baby, I mean, they got a lot of baby faces. It's just mm-hmm. not top level. Yeah, absolutely. So um, after that, we got the graphic in memory of Ivan Koloff. Then we went backstage to McMahon, uh, Stephanie McMahon with Mick Foley. So Raj, this is what you wanted. Mick kind of got his balls back this week. Yeah, he grew a set. <laughs> Finally. 
So I think we're starting to see the end of the beginning <laughs> of the end of, of Mick Foley on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to have that hip surgery. So uh, at least, yeah, if they let him go out, you know, standing up to Stephanie, that'd be great as opposed to her dressing him down and firing him. So we'll see. It's funny to me, considering that interference happens multiple time, multiple times each episode of Raw. And tonight it was like, Mick, where were you? How did you let this happen? Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the very, very la- loosely enforced policies at the WWE. Yeah. So um, who should be commissioner if uh, if Mick is gets the axe? You think it's going to be Angle? Um, I could see it. I don't yeah. want to see Angle getting dressed down by Stephanie every week, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll do it with uh, a current wrestler and put them in that position. Is or maybe they'll have a rotating through a couple people. Or they just leave the spot open until Foley comes back, and they don't. Yeah. Really, you know, don't get rid of him. Although post WrestleMania, it'll be uh, God about a year. Well, no, I guess right before the brand split. But we haven't seen Vince on TV in quite some time. Yeah, but that's his choice. He doesn't want to be on TV. Yeah. He uh. Yeah, I mean, he he looks pretty pretty freaking old now. <laughs> you know, it's it, you watch that XFL documentary and you see like the current day, and then they're showing the clips of him like going off, you know, on the media. Uh, yeah. And he just looks like he's aged forty years since then. Yeah, well, I could I could certainly uh, see why he would want to step out of the limelight and not have that pressure. But he's there. I think that's the thing, and and the fans know it. I mean, he's there every week backstage calling the shots working things um but yeah i think an appearance from him would certainly be appropriate but i don't know who they bring in to make it really compelling i think angle would be good but i think it'll be a different dynamic um i still would love to see him rotate it i would love to see shane somehow trade daniel bryan to monday night raw i think that would be really entertaining Mm, no (laughs) i don't want to see daniel and stephanie because you know she'll be dropping all those b plus player lines and you know they're that old bag of tricks so I, th- I think it's best the way for him where he's at. Yeah. Plus we get him on talking smack, which is uh, just an absolute joy each week. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So after that, the uh, Brock Lesnar, well, it was really a Paul Heyman interview where Brock Lesnar sat there. Just, yeah, that was kind of weird. He's just staring into the camera. So I'm curious if they did a dark match segment with him tonight. Yeah. Uh, they, they they, because they were supposed to be filming, you know, more of that page movie. So yeah. Uh, and so if that's the case, they flew him in just for the, for that. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. They could, they could have just used archive footage of Brock <laughs> or, or they could have taped it last week when he was there, you know, and, and, uh, and yeah, just, just recorded it last week and, and played it this week as opposed to having to use up one of his dates. But yeah, kind of I mean, he's booked for every TV until every raw until WrestleMania. So they just don't have anything for him. So, uh, Yeah. So it was okay. I don't know. I mean, look, this isn't speak anything to Brock inside the ring. And I, I really like Paul Heyman a lot, but they got to change these up. Heyman's got to just spice it up a little bit. Say something different. I agree. I feel like I could have a Paul Heyman soundboard. I feel like I could just do something on my keyboard and I would need five keys. And I could just hit those keys and generate every promo Paul Heyman has given for the last six months. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's just the problem. He he delivers it great. It's just saying the same thing over and over. So, yeah. I mean, it'd be good to have 
Lesnar just drop a few lines here and there. Lesnar he was pretty that. good when he was talking in the build-up to Survivor Series and the times when they when he did the promos last year. I thought Lesnar improved a lot in terms of his delivery. Oh yeah, I mean, if you ever watched like after his UFC fights, he was great. I mean, he was just going off. Um, so he can talk. He he just doesn't like it. But I, you know, just to you know, like even this the thing he did with Heath Slater, you know, that, that one fantastic. time. Yeah, it was great. So. That's all he has to do. He doesn't have to do a long soliloquy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we came after that uh, to the main event, which was Big Show versus Braun Strowman in a match that they kept making a big deal that they reinforced the ring. Um, they went pretty long. What was that, about a 15-minute match? Yeah, that, was, that went way longer than I expected it to. Why don't they just have Raw? I mean, I know they don't want the pressure to do it every week, but I mean, we, we do the podcast immediately after Raw ends, but it seems like they have a very loose idea. It always goes over. It's just a question of how much it's going to go over. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they certainly don't need the pressure of filling extra time. No. Why not? Why not just trim up the show earlier and get a clean eight o'clock out? I don't know. I think they should. It's a, it's long enough as it is. So I mean, if you go over a minute or two, that's fine. But yeah, sure. there's no need to go 15 minutes on long when you got a three hour show. Yeah. Thank God people don't have to program VCRs anymore. Although with DVR, I'm sure it happens all the time where it's like, oh, I cut off the last bit of raw. Yeah, I mean, I have mine set to just, t- t- you know, go 30, 30 minutes long every week. And you end up getting an episode of Chris Lee Knows Best, which I finally saw a few minutes of tonight before I could confirm it is an actual show, and it's terrible. Um, but yeah, USA has got to be just getting those extra ratings from Raw going long and people DVRing stuff unknowingly. Yeah. yeah unintentionally. Um, so I thought it was really good tonight. Uh, Strowman kicked out after Big Show did the punch. Like the big show's whole arsenal. Yeah. Um, Ineffective. He did a nip up, Braun Strowman. Do you see that? No, no. Which, what's that now? You know, he, he kicks up. Oh. Uh, to, to his feet. Which, you know, Shawn Michaels would do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But Braun Strowman doing it, that was crazy. Took the singlet down. I think he's only done that like once before. He's like Jason Jordan now or something. Yeah. yeah. He, he, I, thought, I thought Braun looked great here. Yeah. Um, I thought they worked really well together. Big Show looked looked well. No please retire chance. I think everyone's turned a corner on Big Show. All it took was keeping him off TV for six months, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, we do kind of like him. Yeah, and it felt like a big match, you know? Like, this felt like a, uh, like something special, which that hasn't been the case for a Big Show match in a long time. Yeah. So, no, I thought this was really good. Uh, in fact, the only... This isn't even a hating on Roman thing, but I was like, did we need Roman to come out at the end? <laughs> it just seems so... Yeah, they're, they're building to that match. So. I know, but I mean, but, so what's your that's thought a, on this? That Roman's going to win match that match? Card. What's who's, that? Who's going to win that match at Fastlane? I think it's going to be Roman. He's been losing. He hasn't won a, a match in a while, so I think it's uh, him getting beaten down every week. I think it's leading to, to him getting the win. Yeah. I thought I mean I think it's refreshing. And I if think, he's facing Taker, you know he needs yeah. a, you know, he needs a head of steam. That would be interesting. I mean, I think that they could book him in a way where it seems like they're not using him that much, where they're, you know, positioning him down and then build him back up again. It might get people reinvested. But even tonight, you know, the Let's Go Roman Roman sucks chance. Like you just can't ever get the crowd fully with him, and I feel that's that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. You know, especially if he retires Taker, I think that's going to be very controversial. That's why they got to turn him heel. 
Yeah. That would be, I, the, that'd be the way to do it. Well, with the DQs, you know, I mean, they're inching towards that, right? It seems like it. They're not having them be as much of a, you know, because the face thing didn't really fit them. I mean, I think that's everyone's complaint since day one. Uh, wait, the face thing doesn't fit Roman? You know, do you think it does? I feel like it I think it did. Like he was getting over for a while. They just pushed him too hard. Mm. And uh and then it just, you know, they never were consistent with him. So they he went from like a, a badass one week to these, you know, ridiculous promos the next. Um so, you know, but yeah, I think uh you know, when when the shield was breaking up, he was kind of the the one the fans were really getting behind. I feel like the problem is that the way he does his promos, this is what Matt pointed out a couple months ago, where they try and have him be a little smart alky, a little sort of Han Solo, Fonzie, and it just doesn't play quite as well. Whereas someone like Cena can do that while still come across as, you know, an all-American boy in the traditional WWE face world. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't mind uh, Roman sort of cocky and arrogant. I just think that they have to let him go full on. So I think if they let him go full on heel, I think that could actually be amazing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they got so much invested in them. Why not do, you know, what what the fans will react to? Yeah. And again, this it's funny. This circulates like clockwork every six weeks. But those early NXT promos he did when he came out in a suit, all cocky, that was really good. I want more of that. That's a guy that, that I would enjoy watching every week on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all tonight, your thoughts on, on Raw? Strong episode. It was just, good. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't great, but it was it was good. I think it was good, and if it seemed a little of a lesser, it's just because last week was was incredible. Yeah, yeah, I thought last week was great. This week was, you know, give it a a, a B. Yeah, it was better than most Raws, just not as good as last week. And when they were showing those clips, I don't know if you had this feeling when they showed the Chris and Kevin clips, and then they showed even the Bailey and Charlotte clips. Man, that puts that made last week's Raw put every recent pay-per-view to shame the way that they were able to build up everything that happened during that segment, during that match, it just made it feel so important and so compelling. Then I can't remember the last time we had that feeling about a pay-per-view going forward. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they have Jericho appear at fast lane. Cause I've, I've, I think, you know, with Lesnar Goldberg, you want Goldberg to look strong and him needing Jericho's interference to win I don't think accomplishes that. I mean, you could just have Jericho attack Owens before the match and, yeah. you know, get separated or do something like that or just wait till the next night on raw. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to Fastlane, man. I mean, really just, I'll be straight up about this. I'm looking forward to whatever they do with Chris Jericho next and the continuation of that storyline. I think to me right now, that is the most interesting storyline that they have running. Were fans chanting. This is awesome. Like, Early in that Braun yeah, Strowman like two match, two seconds into the match between Strowman, what the and hell is wrong with the people I nowadays? No, I, I was wondering. It's funny. I was like, yes, yes, they were. I couldn't tell if they were maybe chanting, "This is awful," and it just sounded like it, uh, even though it wasn't yet. It it had just started, but to be chanting, "This is awesome!" Right when that match started, when you got that big show, strange. and unless they were being smartasses, but man, yeah, that chant's got to go. Love the chanting at Kevin when he was trying to do that that monologue though just about <laughs> booing him breaking up the friendship like all of that i mean just that was great was, to see the was, yeah he's getting some real heel heat now which is crazy i mean he was you know the guy that, that like the yeah favorite heel 
funny, everything you want in a sort of old, old uh, school heel model, but self-aware. And now he's serious again. So I wonder how that'll fare with him and Goldberg at Fastlane. Yeah. Cool, man. So what else do we have to cover? Uh, we talked about uh, thick, just about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fastlane. Yeah. I'm guessing we'll get Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn added. Next week, they're having Seth Rollins on. So I'm sure he'll reveal that he's uh, he's going to be at WrestleMania. Even though they were going to do that, I would think you'd wait till the week after. So uh so Vaseline's out of the way, but. Oh, Marvelous Mike points out that was just Vince uh, with the chanting. He was so happy. He sounded like 10,000 people. <laughs> right. Someone's thinking Taker will cost Roman Reigns the match. I could, I mean, it feels like they haven't done enough yet between Reigns and Undertaker to justify Taker costing him the match. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that that does seem like an obvious way to go. Or you could have Taker interfere and cause Strowman to win. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, it would just seem like him sort of popping up out of nowhere. But that's that's Taker's thing, though. Taker can but, do that. Right, but they when they've done it in the past, like he did it with Lesnar, and he had yeah. a real issue with Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Should we get some of these questions? Yeah, what else do we got? Guys, uh, use hashtag wrestling podcast you got one in the comment section here Derek gibson is saying this is not awesome should be a chant i have long advocated that the chant for when it is bad should be this is awkward yeah so, amount of syllables rolls off the tongue this is barely adequate yeah. <laughs> um someone's asking if owens versus goldberg will be a somewhat competitive match or just another squash and uh, and would a squash hurt owens going to feud with jericho might Jericho cost Owens the belt? And if so, would that hurt Goldberg at all? I don't think it'll be a long match at all. Um, I think it'll be under 10 minutes. And I think a couple minutes of that will be stalling and stuff at the beginning. So, um, and that's so yeah. You're right. The Jericho attacking Owens ahead of time would certainly give us that build. Or give us that, give us that reason for why. Yeah, yeah. So that way, because I, I just can't see them doing a, a long match with Goldberg. I, I don't even know if it makes good book, booking sense, just because they want to go with Lesnar and Goldberg, and that's uh, you know, and Goldberg beat Lesnar quick, so it doesn't make sense to have him beat Lesnar quick and then have a hard time with Owens. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think it'll be a short match, and uh, Goldberg wins pretty decisively. Um, let's see. Is the rock fired now? No, that was, they were just joking <laughs> around. Um, when will Shaq appear on raw to set up his match against the big show? I wonder if he's even going to, doesn't he do NBA stuff on Monday nights? Um, you know, I don't follow, I don't follow basketball. Someone in the comment section, let me know. Cause I thought he, he does some, NBA show uh, on Monday. So I thought all he made, made all his money from icy hot these days. I thought that was kind of his, his gig. Yeah. Yeah. So they might just, and you know, announce it on TV and he does, you know, some back, you know, the taped tape videos and stuff. So that, I mean, that could be it. Old school angle. I mean, not old school, like 80. I mean, well, actually kind of right. I mean, cause they, you know, Mr. T wrestle the first WrestleMania, but that well, angle, like you've, I feel like we're kind of past that. No. I don't think Lawrence Taylor ever showed up on Raw, you know, when he was doing his WrestleMania main event. So 
Um, so they've, they've done it. No, I know. I mean, the Stephen Amell thing I thought was kind of cool, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about stunt booking of matches. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, they'll get it's Orlando. They'll they'll get a lot of publicity for it, but whether or not it it makes a difference in anything, it it, it really won't. No one's going to buy this pay per view for that. Yeah, uh, Gruss twelve uh, five twelve is asking, do we think Corey Graves would make a good GM? I think he's better where he's at as a commentator. I mean, I think he's great right now as a commentator. So, I know your hopes and dreams for this. Uh, ETV29 is asking, do you see New Day breaking up at WrestleMania? I don't, no. Yeah. I don't I don't think you give them a spot like that only to break them up immediately after. Right. And, you know, when I'm talking about Big E getting a singles push, you could still have New Day be together, just uh, have Big E doing, you know, more singles matches. Maybe you can go back to that five count thing from NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Hunt's asking, who does Samoa Joe face at WrestleMania? Yeah, that's, you know, we've talked about this before where they're running out of spots. So there's not many more matches that they can really throw on there. Um, I mean, we, we had said Sammy, but they're doing that, you know, at Vaseline. So I don't know. Man, it's exciting. Forty-one. You could days do Sammy again. Tonight. Maybe Sammy. Yeah. Uh, you know, someone saying Luke Harper. Oh, winning the battle royal on SmackDown. I think it's going to be AJ. Um, and then get screwed out of the title shot, and then that sets up AJ and Shane McMahon. Yeah, man. Forty-one days to WrestleMania. Yeah. So we're going to be back here on Wednesday, Raj and myself, at twelve noon Eastern, to talk about SmackDown Live in this. Yeah. Battle Royal that is happening tomorrow night on the show. And Matt will be back um, next Monday. His his day job, he kind of has been pulling him in and out. So he's been a little, uh, uh, you know, not as consistent. But he'll be back next week. Yeah, he did tease wrestling again on his Instagram. I'm sure a lot of people saw that. And I think there might be more to that. But stay tuned. Yeah. And it, Believe, believe you me, when he gets back on here, we'll hit him with the hard questions. I'm sure you all will as well. So make sure to subscribe if you like the show. Leave us a rating and a review. Follow me and Raj on the Twitter. Find links in the show notes. Monday Night Raw, I've been live tweeting along with that. So if you like more tangents, weird observations, and random humor from me, uh, yes, follow me on Twitter, especially during Monday Night Raw. It said in LA tonight, they missed an opportunity. They could have got Ralph Macchio there with Bailey. That would have been something in the ring. Perfect, yeah. perfect chance to incorporate that. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon just hates underdogs. That's I mean, does he still live in LA? I don't know if he can afford it now. When you're not <laughs> acting and, you know, LA can be an expensive city. He's got that My Cousin Vinny money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sure he got paid a lot for the sequels. I don't, I don't think he was dying to come back and do Karate Kid 3. I think that was one he probably cashed in on, you know. I, I, I don't know how much you can make that, you know, how, how long that Karate Kid 3 money lasts you. But. You know, you know what it is with crossroads, his crossroads, crossroads. royalties. That's a deep <laughs> reference. Um, you know what it is, is a lot uh, just because I looked this up and it's funny that some wrestlers do this. They start their own businesses, but a lot of actors in Southern California, they make all the money off real estate. They end up buying something in the Hollywood Hills. Then they sell that for an absurd amount of money and then move to Encino where it's a third of the cost to live there. That's smart. It makes yeah. sense. Someone's asking if WrestleMania will be the Undertaker's last match. I really do think it will be. Yeah, uh, he, you know, he didn't, he hasn't, he didn't look good in the Royal Rumble, and uh, 
and he's you know he's got surgeries that he needs to get taken care of so i think it will be i think this is his last chance to go out on a really high note i think it's going to start to look sad if right. this go in a few more years and that's just going to bum everybody out yeah someone's saying nakamura debuts the week after wrestlemania on either raw or smackdown i think so i think it'll probably be on raw the next night mm, we shall see mm-hmm. cool everybody so we'll be back here wednesday 12 noon eastern talk about smackdown until next time everyone I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.